Would you would you name your kid Mufasa? No, why? I'm just if someone <laughs> how much money would you need to get for someone free to be like, alright, Mufasa? I mean here's the first thing. name. First, first name. of all, you know me. I'll do just about anything for dead. So like um, the only thing is, uh, my boyfriend is very set on what the first name of our kid would be, so it would have to be second name. I could not convince him first name. What, what would be close to Mufasa? Mustang? <laughs> like, or you could do like um, Tony Braxton does with Denim and Diesel. What? You didn't know that? Those are her kids' names. Denim and Diesel. <laughs> Why? I don't know. You gotta ask the person. I feel like Diesel's a good name if you can pull it off. If you're like a like a porn star, or <laughs> if you are a trucker, then Diesel's a fantastic name. When the What up, bros? What up, bros? And welcome to Bruh Meets World. What is Bruh Meets World? Your boy Meets World fan cast. Welcome to episode 56. I'm Siege. And I'm CC. Happy New Year's Eve, all of our uh, bras out there listening. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, what holiday? Because um, while we're recording this, it's like Rosh Hashanah. But like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway... Um, well, this is the New Year's Eve episode, so... This is a New say, Year's yeah. Eve episode. Isn't Rosh Hashanah the New Year's? Yeah. It begins the first of the year. All right, so, come on. Yep, that. we're doing this. Okay, okay. anyway. Um, this episode... This episode is... Can I just say, the first thing I thought when I saw this was how rare a New Year's Eve episode is. Like, shows are usually on break. And so, like, very rarely do I remember ever seeing a New Year's Eve episode outside really? of this one. I feel like, I mean, are we talking classic television or just, like, Classic modern? television. I disagree. I mean, Friends had several New Year's Eve, um, or New Year's episodes. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I a don't... lot of shows I can think about. Uh, isn't there one? Yeah, I know there's one. That's very similar to this in Seinfeld. Um, I think New Year's Eve is a pretty okay. Pretty right, maybe I'm just not the, my noggin isn't as fresh as it used to be. Um, yeah, because I really, I, re I really can't think of any off the top of my head. But as you mentioned, I'm sure there's it. There's it has all the things you need for television. It has elaborate party. Yep. It has the tradition of kissing. Yes. Uh, it has the beginning of a new chapter, whether it's closing one story or beginning a new one or someone getting pregnant or a relationship being over like new year's eve is like a perfect story pillar yeah. for people to put things around um and then also you all always have the uh a lot of episodes are about trying to get to the new year's party um uh, there's a whole arc of that in the sex in the city movie now that I think about it. <laughs> right, well, you know what, guys? I apologize for just, just throwing out some false bullshit. Um, uh, see, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was filler. <laughs> and I was like, oh, another one of these episodes where, honestly, you could take it out and it would mean absolutely nothing. Yeah, um, the point I was trying to make with like how I don't really remember a lot of New Year's episodes, maybe just because they're not very good, um, because <laughs> this was not. Um, this was a filler episode, like you said, 
And there was just some things they did with the characters that confused me. I am willing to go there with you. Uh, speaking of going there, do you want to do the Tell Me About It? Tell Me About It! Season 3, Episode 10, Train of Fools. Train of Fools. I feel foolish watching this. Mm. Uh, due to circumstances that they would prefer to forget um and also kind of never really explain this is one of those episodes where they're just kind of like oh this thing happened off screen and now we can't do anything like now we have to change what our plans. you're referring to <laughs> is the discovery of a dead body uh no let's no not one, gloss over it they didn't discover a dead body they thought they could have discovered a dead body uh if, are you talking about uh the hearse oh no no oh so i was talking about the um the cab driver. Because remember, Corey was like, oh, he seems sketch. Yeah, no. That... But you're right, you're right. There was, like, the dead body wasn't dead. There was a dead body. There was a stand-by-me moment. dead. That night. <laughs> and I think that's the important part. Um, but anyway, circumstances that they would prefer to forget. Eric, Corey, Sean, and Topanga celebrate New Year's Eve in a stranded subway car. Um, yeah. All right, so... First thought. First thoughts. Do we want to talk um, the uh, uh, roll call? Because there is... There are quite a few um, in our roll call. Mm -hmm. There is Angela Visser, I want to say, who plays Rebecca Alexa. Um, she honestly was just like a, a pretty face in the 90s. She won Miss America... Sorry, Miss Universe uh, 1989. And then she did a lot of consulting on that. She was on Baywatch a few times. She just basically usually would come in and be like hot guest star. Yeah, she kind of gave me like a, a Bobo, Rebecca... Uh, uh, what's... Um, oh my gosh, John Stamos' ex. Um, oh, Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, 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 kind of. Kind of like that vibe. Um, so yeah, that was just her, because I was, like, looking, everyone, they kept saying Rebecca Alexa, I was like, was this, this is the time of supermodels. So when they like, said the jeans girl, I thought back to Brooke Shields. Exactly. Which, yeah. And then also, like, what's really funny is, I, this is really terrible, don't judge me, or judge me, I don't know, but, like, I was like, you are not 90s supermodel material, <laughs> like, they were all about that heroin chic at sure, this point sure, in time, sure. and you are not that. Yeah, and it's interesting because you're right. During this time, uh, heroin chic and uh, jeans models really don't match because the 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 the, 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 the what brings that together is pancake ass. <laughs> so I don't really understand how that sells, but it was an odd time in the '90s. Absolutely. And then uh, there is Wesley Jonathan who plays TJ, who's the black guy on the train, and my first thought was black guy. <laughs> um, what I love is that he has a line. We're gonna get okay, there, okay. but like, I'll, like I just want to say, like, I don't know if you knew him, but uh, immediately I remember he was on the show called City Boys. Hmm, Do you remember that at no, all? No, it was don't. in the nineties. I watched it. It was it was like a TV show about two teenagers in New York City. Okay. Or like something like, I think it's New York City. But yeah, it was City Boys. That was, okay. uh, Kind of like a hang time kind of. Yeah, it was very much like, uh, you know, they had maybe four sets that they would go to. Sure. And, you know, all of those My things. My brother and me, kind of. Thing, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was on for like 97 to 2000, I think. It okay. Was. So right. it, was, I mean, it was on there for a while. A golden era in television. Yeah. Uh, and then he was also in What I Like About You with. Yes. Uh, that's the one. Okay, yeah. that's where I recognize him from. 
All right. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, what I like about you was a WB or CW? WB first, then CW. All right. Yeah. TV show with Amanda Bynes and who was her sister? Uh, Janine uh, 90210. Yeah, um, that's what I'm like. I was like, oh, I know this. Janine. Jenny. Jenny. Jenny Garth? Yeah, Jenny Garth. Or something Jenny like Garth, that. yes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We're not going to look it up. We don't care. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, he he was on those shows. And um, then you also get... I was not going to include this person in our um, roll call, but the caterer was played by this woman named Charisma Carpenter who was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that was Charisma Carpenter. Wow. All right, see, that was my whole thing. I was like, I didn't know that, but like everything I looked up about this episode was like, Charisma Carpenter was in this too. And I was like, I didn't think it was that big wow. of a deal, but like everything did. And then also... She plays the girl Eric kisses without consent, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, and then there is the three women who show up to Jonathan's place, which is Wendy Pitts as Janine, Brooke Genesis as Valerie, and Dawn Maxey as Lynn. Oh my god. Uh, can we just get this Jonathan story yes. on out of <laughs> So, much like I usually say... Um, if we have, like, more than one storyline, I just, it's not gonna be a great episode. Once we get to, like, three, which I guess, like, A and B kind of merge together, which is, like, Eric's whole thing with the supermodel, and then Corey yeah. and I'm trying to do, they kind of merge into one, but then with Jonathan and Eli's New Year's Eve plans, the plot is Jonathan digs them down so good that they can't get enough. <laughs> they become obsessive. Um, and as I said previously, the writers of this show do not like women. <laughs> it's, um, it, the first thing I thought was that, one, this is, this has no business being in the Boy Meets World episode. Absolutely. It has little to do with anyone else other than Jonathan and somehow Eli as well, not really. Also, we have the whole issue of Eli not being a sexual person himself. Yes. Like, like uh, don't get me wrong, they allude to one of uh, Eli's exes, but we don't see her. And even the connection he has with the three other women, they are set up as friendships, not as he is a viable option for those other women. Nah, that dude won the lasagna. <laughs> that's why he's like nah man let her in she said she's gonna whip up a quick lasagna cause you know women cook yeah 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 it's just like it's all of the tropes it's like women are obsessive yep. women cook they can't handle emotions they don't under they're trying to trap you what um, did, uh, did Valerie deliver that pizza herself or did she go up to the pizza <laughs> delivery guy take the pizza and was like I got it from here that guy needs to be fired yeah absolutely I definitely thought about that because I was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute how did you get that pizza <laughs> They were in the, uh, Jonathan's talking about Janine. He's like, oh, Janine, the clinger, which is such like a Seinfeld, like, friends type Janine, of thing. Janine, the clinger. Um, Two weeks was enough. Who was this? Isn't Valerie, he, like, the psycho? Yeah. And then when we meet Lynn, she's, like, crazy. Like, it's just, like, again, I don't know. The reason why none of this matters is because, at least with Kat, 
She was in a few episodes in season two. She had like these flirtatious moments with Jonathan. And so at the end when she's like, hey, do you want something serious? And he's like, oh, I have to watch Sean. Like it means something. We have no idea who these women are. We're just immediately introduced to them as annoyances. Much like Trini. Oh, right off the bat, you are annoying by your character definition. Absolutely. Um, which I think, to your point, is they just don't write women very well. Um, what did you think of Eli, like, pushing? Like, what was he getting out of this other than just trying to humiliate Jonathan? Honestly, like, the way that they set it up in text is he only wants lasagna as you said <laughs> and that he finds it entertaining that these women you know kind of like ribbing a friend sure. but honestly i don't see like unless like it's like it doesn't make sense because i was like unless eli saw each of them as like an opportunity for him to also like to have someone different to kiss at midnight but those are jonathan's exes and i don't see that being, like, something that's okay, even as close as their friendship is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and after a while, it must have gotten old just to hear these women just, like, drinking and talking about how terrible Jonathan... Did Eli think he was going to get some? That's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's either Eli thought he was going to get some, or, again, it's that TV trope of you're the non-sexual best friend, where it's just, like, women immediately feel comfortable with you because you're black, so clearly you're not a sexual option for them. I have to say, at a certain point, I just wrote, dude, fuck this episode. Like, I can really care less <laughs> about Jonathan and Eli's storyline. I hardly give a shit about the New Year's Eve storyline. I'm just going to call this a C- minus and be done with it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I will say that um, a couple of other things that I kind of left out of the summary, but there is, like, little bits with Amy and Feeney as well. So there's, like, four miniature storylines. Again, you can't be good nope. if you have this many storylines. Um, and I think it's Amy, Allen, and the car, like, Eric's car. Is that that didn't make sense to me. Because what happened was is that Amy insisted that Eric take uh, their car because they're going to be driving around the city for New Year's Eve. She wanted to make sure that Eric is going to have a safe car. The car that they gave him ended up breaking down. Exactly. Which, does, well, as you said, doesn't make sense. Makes no sense. And then, um, yeah, I just like, first of all, I, for me, it's really hard to watch episodes like that or storylines like that because of Uber. I'm like, this would be solved now. Like, this isn't like... Well, <laughs> I thought that Corey sending away the last cab in Philly because the driver didn't match the license was a very timely um, bit of information that today I would not harass someone for. I can understand Eric's beef, but in a world where people die from their Uber drivers, like, <laughs> this is kind You're of... You're one of those conspiracy theories? I'm not saying conspiracy theories. I'm just saying, like, if the dude doesn't match the license, maybe there's some reason no, no, to no. I, I'm with that. And they even paint it later where it comes back, and Feeney's like, I don't really trust this guy, but also, I wrote down his name. His name is, like, Vodnish or something like that. Yep. And it's like, oh, of course, this is a stereotyped driver. You didn't have to give him a foreign name. Nope. Not at all. But, like, we do because 90s racism. And Well, this is also <laughs> what I love is that we're hearing about a race that we have never seen on the show but will refer to off camera. Negatively. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and then, as I said, there's this storyline with Feeney needing money as well. 
Um, I have to say, I actually thought that was kind of funny. It's a fun bit. I'll give him that. There's a, I have to say, there's, in this, like, series of episodes, Sean's humor, there are times where, like, it's so dumb that it legit makes me laugh. And his interactions with Feeny here, um, I, I just thought they were so much fun to see Sean, like, berate Feeny. Oh, you really didn't think this through, did you, Mr. Feeny? If Feeny? you had just thought of this ahead of time. Yeah, all that um, stuff. Yeah, that, that is funny. And then I will say, in the second half of the episode, the fact that Feeny does it again, it's like, hey, it feels a little forced, but at the same time, just allowing Sean to be like, oh, again. You yeah. know, it's like, it is, it's fun. Um, there's one thing I want to talk about. Yes. Um, Eric says that he met Rebecca Alexa. I'm glad you have that down. Because she is Jason's second cousin. Correct. One, where the fuck is Jason? Yep. Why couldn't we get some of Jason in here? Wouldn't it have made sense for Jason to show up with his cousin? This is the very first time we've heard of Jason all season. And, uh... No, nothing. Yep. Um, uh, and I just also thought it was just one of those things where it's like, the idea of making a tall supermodel Jason's cousin is hilarious. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. But now that you said it, it is funny. And I would I would have loved that. That is a bit of com- comedy that I think would have been amazing yeah. to have Jason show up with his cousin and everyone be like, oh, you're the outlier. Or, you know, or like for them to constantly reference Jason also would have been really Yeah, awesome. just something. Just like this thing of like playing into, oh, Jason was short and he has a tall, beautiful cousin. I wrote, how old is this cousin? Yes. Because she does not look like she's anywhere near Eric's age. Eric is in high school. Yeah. And she agreed to go out with him and everyone seems to be okay That's with it. the thing. Why? For gay. Because there's nothing about Eric that charms this, that bothers to woo this woman at all. All he cares about is getting seen. This is what drove me fucking crazy about Eric. <laughs> because Eric all the time is like trying to like woo these beautiful women and he's constantly getting shut down. Here he has like the most beautiful girl in this universe of, of this episode. Um, and instead of like, oh, all the cabs are done, let's just chill at the house. Maybe I go up to my room and the kids stay down here and you and I can do whatever. Like, why isn't that his end game? Why is it I want to be seen at a party with people we've never met before? We have no idea that even no Eric nonetheless would value this. It was all just very whatever. Also, I will say that it's it's outrageous, but Corey also does some things here Yes, that I'm just like, really? Like, so we just don't, like, we don't respect women, apparently, unless they're Topanga. Because the fact that there are two things. One, I did think it was funny. And Sean is, Sean is fun in yeah. this episode. Because there's the episode where Sean goes, can you read my thoughts? And she goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. But later on... Corey says or does something where he's like, oh, you just see me as a piece of meat. And Corey's like, yeah. And it's just like, why would you, like, here's the thing. You know how to interact with another person. And he's like, I couldn't lie to her. She's so beautiful. It's like, so you thought that telling her that your brother only sees her as a piece of meat was the right thing to do? Yeah. Like, you thought she needed to hear that tonight? 
while she's a stranger in a new place, was knowing no one, he thought that was what was necessary. Yeah, walk in her pumps, Corey. Like, <laughs> figure out what she's going through tonight. Um, uh, one quick thing I want to say about just the kids being introduced to Rebecca and being rude to her. Sean makes a really inappropriate boner joke when he yeah. tells Rebecca Alexa, he says, uh, I'm a big, 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 big fan. I'm huge. <laughs> what is the humor in the show? Uh, it's, um, this is another one of the episodes where I'm like, we are dealing with 13-year-old boy humor. Yep. It's written by men who I assume at the time had the sexual history of a 13-year-old boy. Um, or maybe a 16-year-old boy, because it just, a lot of these jokes are very, very off-color, and you're like, who is this, who is this for? Um, just, just a few little things I wanted to just bring up real fast. Uh, New Year's Eve, everyone has plans, where is Morgan? Um, <laughs> Eric tells Corey, make it stop when referring to Topanga. Yeah, again, this episode is not, like... We're, we're kind of getting all over the place, but I'd like it because this episode is all over the place. Like Everywhere. The way that they treat women, I think, is, uh, I'm going to call it now, it is my bra moment. It's just, there are just so many things. Like, Amy is like, oh my god, I'm so happy to see my two boys uh, spending the evening with each other. Or They grow up so yeah. fast. And... They, everyone in the family kind of makes fun of her. They're like, oh, she's not going to cry or anything like that. It's like, she loves her kids. Yeah. And they're just mocking her for it. Um, Topanga talks and Eric gets upset. Um, Rebecca Alexa is literally just nothing but a piece of meat and treated as such. Even when she gives, like, advice, everyone else, except, like, I guess Topanga and other, like, Sean even at certain points is, like, into their defense just kind of is just like dismisses her as just a pretty girl. And then of course the three women who are nothing but trouble. Slaves to Jonathan's dick. Exactly. Um, (laughs) uh, They eat, I have to say, usually they do Topanga. Like this is like overly perfect person. I actually found her to be quite annoying in this episode too. And I think that was intentional. Why? Cause I didn't, I, I saw, Maybe if there's, like, a specific point, but I, I saw think Topanga we as... we were supposed to see her optimism as an annoyance to Eric. As, like, she's just trying to make the best of this night, and all he wants to do is concentrate on everything that's going wrong with it. I'm not saying Topanga is in the bad, but I think they write her to be someone who is, like, overly optimistic to the point of being annoying. Well, see, and maybe, maybe that's the problem. The problem is I'm that person, usually, so yeah. I don't... I didn't see it as anything wrong, and I actually got upset when because she is trying to make the most of it. She's like, yeah. "We can just stay here and have a party," and they're like, "No, we have to go." Okay, we go. We're on the subway. The subway breaks down. Okay, you know what? This isn't the worst thing. We still have each other. She is trying to keep the spirit of New Year's. You know together. what's really funny about that too? When Topanga does it, it's written as something that's annoying Eric. He's telling Corey, "Hey, make it stop. Whatever." But when Sean does it, everyone's like, maybe we should make the best of this. (laughs) Well, I think the difference is Sean actually just goes and does it. Yeah. And I I wrote that down in my notes. I was like, Sean is having a great time on the subway. He's made friends. He's gotten food. He's gaslighting women into thinking the Pope is his (laughs) uncle. Which (laughs) is so stupid, but whatever. Um, Sean is literally along for the ride. Yeah. That is Sean's purpose for this episode. Um, and I think that that 
that's endearing for him. Yeah. I, th- I think that Sean is the one who is able to kind of, uh, I don't know, do what Topanga was trying to do the whole episode. So that's what I found kind of frustrating. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about TJ. Well, hold on. Before we go there, there are a few more things on the subway I just wanted to talk sure, about. Sure, sure, sure. One, there is the fact that there are the schoolgirls. Yes. Again, um, more, wait, what is it? It was like, Oh, Linda and more Linda. Yes. So I was just like, again, women don't have names. It's just like I also think Boy Meets World uses the name Linda a lot. Yeah. Again, I was like, wait, why Linda? But you know, writers. But Linda and more Linda was just like, okay, again, (laughs) barely giving these women personalities. No. Um, And then, oh, the advertisement on the subway with Beanie. And I was like, are you telling me that in this universe, Feeny paid to have advertisement put on a subway? When I saw that, I thought that that was probably more of just like the county paid for something with the... Okay. (laughs) I don't know. The reason why I like that is only because it reminds me of the end of the pilot of Girl Meets World. Yeah. They see the thing and it just kind of, it touched my heart a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I just thought it was weird. I was like, so we're saying Feeney, the guy who can't afford his cab fare, doesn't have cash for all the things he needs to get in and out of his vacation. I, yeah, I can't he imagine he's paying for to that. do this. No. But even if he didn't, who does that apply to? Yeah. Is John Adams the only one, only high school that's on that entire route? This is, <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, I just quickly, one thing about Feeney, we find out in the epilogue that his middle name is Hamilton. Yeah. George Hamilton Feeney. All yeah. right, all right. That's a handsome name. So, <laughs> um, so okay, so TJ. TJ has a moment in this episode where he's like, he's party. thanking them for turning it into a party. They act like they have no idea what the hell he's talking about. They explain it to Corey, who, in the most Caucasian way possible, goes, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Tries it again. Everyone on the subway... Is he the only black person in Philadelphia? I guess Apparently. I, again, I was like, black person, run! Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I was just like, they meet him on a subway, of course. Um, and that is the only interaction of the black person outside of Eli we've gotten so far this season. Yeah. I know we get more later, but like, mm-hmm. it's it was very, very much, and it's this whole thing of, you didn't understand what party was. Yeah. Like, this, like that that was slang. It's that not like it was slang. It was just, like, <laughs> said differently. Like, it, that's just absurd. Exactly. Um, but they just wanted to make sure that we understood that Corey is very white um, can, and has very little, very limited interactions. Since you're already three years in, can I throw in my bro moment now? Yeah, go for it. Which is the fact that they make it seem like they are just slumming it so hard on this subway. Yeah. <laughs> with people who have to take this every single day. And I just thought that that was just very revealing. Clearly, it's not like where you ideally want to spend New Year's Eve, but just like the subway just being just this, like, it's it's the people on the subway that are, like, erratic and, like, you know, all these weird things, but it's just uh, a way that everyday people have to travel. A few notes on that, because I agree, but, um, one, in the 90s, I do believe, like, 
the New York subway system at the time was like very dangerous and very dirty and like this thing that a lot of people didn't like to take or if they didn't have to. Um, so there's that. And I think we are, pull- I have to remind myself we are in the 90s. Yeah. But outside of that, in general, on TV, public transportation is always shown as like the last resort or yeah. like what only the worst of the worst take. Mentally ill people take the bus. Mental, um, what is it called? Um, psychos take the train. It's like all these. Because it's on television and movies, it's normal to take cabs everywhere. Cabs, Who got that cars, kind of money? All of it. Who got that kind of money? <laughs> all the time. They just go anywhere they need to be. Yeah. Um, and it's not a problem. But if you have to take public transportation, it is shown as like Lower this class. terrible low class thing. Mm-hmm. Almost like SpongeBob in the. Um, the deep. Do you ever see that episode where no. like SpongeBob goes to like this dark under? Like it's just like he's in a different area outside of Bikini Bottom, and it is seen as like a whole other world. And he got there by bus. If I... <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about TJ? Uh, no, no. I just think this episode is, in my mind, a accumulation of everything that's wrong with '90s sitcoms. Yeah. Absolutely. Women are not treated as equal or barely as people. Um, African-American characters, first of all, there's two. And the two that are, one is sexless and the other one is a uh, hip-hop boy Yeah, <laughs> on train. And then, and he's barely really interacted with. Yeah. Like, they kind of show him as, like, guest at party, but there's not, like, a real friendship that's sure, sure. between them. Um, there's class issues, there's just a whole bunch going on. worst of Boy Meets World's tendencies. Absolutely. Which is why I was like, uh, I'm not really, yeah. All right, yeah, next. All right, the (laughs) only thing I wanted to say, this last thing I'll say, is we start off this episode with, A, learning more about Sean's family, because his cousin, uh, cousin Laszlo, is the one who provides the quote-unquote limousine, who, which we later find out is a hearse. And also, and, <laughs> when he said that the limo was available on New Year's Eve, should have been your giveaway. <laughs> well, I just love, there was a, he's like, you see a corpse breathing, you have to take it back. It's the right we, thing we to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But no, um, also, I was going to say, do you remember when limos were, like, impressive? Yes. <laughs> and now limos, I avoid them at all costs. Absolutely. I don't know. It's like a prom thing. And at least what I know, because I took them a lot in high school to like proms and homecomings and things like that with like with groups of us would get together. Um, I just remember really not giving a shit about them. Like once I was in it, I was just like, this isn't fun at all. This is just a car with more legs. <laughs> so it's actually really funny because for me... A, I've only really been in limos now as part of, like, a wedding party. Yeah. Like, usually, especially in Florida... Sure. Like, there will be a limo for all the people who are in the wedding party. Uh, and even that, I think, has fallen out of fashion. Yeah. But by the time we went to prom, I was going to say that it wasn't cool to have a limo. It was cool to have, like, a nice car. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and I would say the same thing for here. It's like, New Year's Eve... 
I guess, you know what? Drinking and driving is good. Yeah. Uh, so back in the 90s, that is probably why you would, like, really prefer to have a limo. Even though say Corey and them aren't, quote unquote, drinking. When just driving around L.A., I'm very aware that celebrities do not ride in limos. They ride in tinted SUVs. Yes. So, like, that's replaced. The Lincoln SUV has replaced the limo in a lot of respects. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, I was looking at and they were, like, so excited that... They had a limo, and I was like, oh, I kind of remember that. Yeah, it's good times. I, it flashes me back to Macaulay Culkin eating pizza in the back of a limo. Um, again, it's just, but I guess for me, I only can think of, like, youth at that time. Because, yes. like, I remember there was, like, some fundraiser thing where it's, like, if you raise enough points. Um, Bruh, that was me in high school. Yeah. I got it for homecoming three different years. <laughs> I won this limo. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's just, like, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? Boo! <laughs> tested burger. Boo! Okay, well, let's. Um, is there a Feeny taught me or anything? What is the lesson of this episode? Get cash on you, fam. No, I think the lesson is like make the best out of shitty situations. Yeah, I mean, because you have the whole arc of Corey and Sean. Yeah, and you know, being like, oh, some of my best times are actually New Year's Eve with you. You know what? I know what the lesson is. What? Treat women like people. Yeah. <laughs> That's but a good takeaway. did they learn that? No. <laughs> I just... learned it. Yeah, all right. Several episodes ago. So we, we uh, implore you, the listeners, to take away that lesson um, by looking at what they don't do correctly. Yep. Um, and then grade. What grade are you going to give this? Dude, I was C minus. Now I'm like. D, dude, this is a terrible episode. Yeah, I said it before, and I'll say it again. You, if you have more than two storylines, you cannot get above uh, a C. I think this is, at least so far, the clunker of the season for me. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. So far. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, you because I was like, even the one I didn't like, you loved. Yeah. Uh, with the monkeys. So. Well, I, I thought, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, homework. Homework. Well, um, it is October second, um, so it's the second day of Halloween, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to be watching so many horror movies over the, mm-hmm. the next few weeks. Um, so I'm going to do two quick plugs. One is for Shutter, um, the streaming service that's all horror movies. Yeah, um, I usually don't get it year round. I usually get it for the month of October. Um, it's not very expensive. They have a pretty good like free trial. And it's just a cool way to watch horror movies that are some are really popular, some you've never seen before. Um, I think all the Halloween movies are on there now, so just something cool to check out. Um, and speaking of horror movies, um, uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> speaking of horror movies, <laughs> um, I just wanted to uh, spotlight uh, some one of the ones I watched recently, which was um, Paranormal Activity Two. The reason why I'm boasting this movie is because uh, my girlfriend had never seen any of the paranormal activities, showed her the first one, and I was like, I don't remember the second one being that great, but let's watch it. It's actually dope as fuck. I was really impressed with the way they were able to tie in the second movie and the first movie. One of the things that I noticed right off the bat was that this movie, if you're looking at the paranormal activity, you always have the dates and the times everything in the corner because it's all handheld. Um, I noticed right away that the second movie starts with a date that's before the date 
of the last movie. Huh. And that these two movies are actually happening at the same time. Ah. And I was like, oh, that's super interesting. Why don't I remember this? And I was just like, fucking Bloomhouse once again, just like blowing my mind. So, um, yeah, guys, check out some some horror films. Yeah, big Bloomhouse fans we are. Absolutely. Um, okay, so mine is completely different, but um there is a new special on Netflix called um Hello Privilege. It's me, Chelsea. Yes. Uh, I watched it. I thought it was really fun, really informative. Um, it did something that I don't really see a lot, which was it basically talks about the comedian Chelsea Handler. Um, of course, she's white. And she was like, I never thought I had white privilege. And then someone was like, look at your life and choices. And she was like, oh, yeah. And she just wanted to explore her white privilege and what that meant for other people um and a very big chunk of it is also her being like all right well what do white people think about white privilege yeah and, um having those discussions which i thought was really great so um can i ask you a question yes. um because i saw the trailer for it and there was times where i thought like this doesn't feel very sincere did that come across better in the show it is i will say that a some of it has to do with her plastic surgery and i don't mean that in a negative way i just mean that there's a lot of things or emotions you can hear that you can't see because of her face if that makes any sense sure um and then also um it's an awkward topic and i'll say that she's awkward around it and she calls herself out and she's very open to being wrong and open to being um you know there are plenty of times where people were like are you the one who should be doing this and she's like that's a Good question. I mean, like, I feel that there's no better person to talk about white privilege than someone who literally, um, I won't say failed their way up, but benefited from it in numerous ways. And and she's asking the questions that I think should be asked. And she also, from there, has a takeaway of Black people are tired of answering these questions. So it's time white people start um, doing what they can. And I think, again, to me, that is notable. So right. it starts with something, and if you have time or you have interest, I would check that out. Um, but yeah, that is my homework for tonight. All right. All right. So uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bra Meets World. Remember, you can find us on all of the places, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating, email us, or contact us on social media at World. You can find me on Twitter at Extra Siege. That's X-C-R-A-C-E-E-J-T-C. You guys can find me at the Braver Me at dot braver dot me. And, uh, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a gimme episode, so we're going to give you the end. Yeah, that's, <laughs> guys, really, real talk. If you listen to this podcast and you're not watching along, especially now that Boy Meets World is much harder to watch during this interim between Hulu and Disney Plus, really skip this episode, guys. Like it's a it's a big stinker. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, I guess remember that. Yes. <laughs> uh, and remember to dream, to try, and do good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, bro. Later.